With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real Wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Right Brand Bacon. That's called Right Brand Bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Also, they have to put up $100 each. Tyler, the moderator, already spent $400 on his golf outfit. <laughs> so he, the best he can what? do is lose $300 on this. But uh, it's Tyler, the moderator, v. Mario. Airball Mario. That'll be uh, later on today. Yes. Mario. 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 Uh, we have a a, a, a a debut, by the way, uh, speaking of Mario, for uh, later in the show. A debut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have something new to unveil. Oh, no. Okay. Mario. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll keep you in your car for a couple hours. You want to stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, this program is brought to you by the great folks at LegalZoom. Need to make it legal? Make it LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom isn't a law firm. That's a good thing. You don't have to leave your home and uh, you're not getting charged. You're not getting those high billable hours. Visit LegalZoom.com today for more information. Uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said that he has encouraged teams to sign Colin Kaepernick. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. A team has to make that move. Yesterday, possibility emerged when the Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn said they'd be crazy not to have Kaepernick on their workout list. He didn't say he was on their workout list, but they'd be crazy not to have him on their workout list. I don't know what that means. Lynn clarified that he hasn't talked to Kaepernick, and he didn't say if they're working him out or not. But that said, Kaepernick does fit their offensive system. Anthony Lynn has wanted a mobile quarterback. He's had Phillip Rivers there you know, with uh, the Chargers. Now you bring in Tyrod Taylor. Justin Herbert is a mobile quarterback. Colin Kaepernick fits with what the Chargers system is. Question is, are you going to bring him in on your workout list? So you work out to see if you want to sign him. But the Chargers fan base in L.A. probably doesn't care if they bring him in. You got a veteran Tyrod Taylor, but you spent that number six overall pick on Justin Herbert. And maybe Kaepernick gets a chance to play. 
Um, you know, this is a team that's got to be committed to Herbert if you've taken him that high in the draft. And Tyrod Taylor knows the offense. He would have a big jump on Kaepernick if that was the case. And there's limited offseason, too. You're not even getting a chance to see Kaepernick. And when are you going to be able to actually have practices? But uh, if you're hoping to see Kaepernick on a team, there's a good sign. It's a long way to go. But it's getting a little easier to imagine that he would be back in the NFL at some point. And then yesterday, I looked at it, and I had to listen to it. It was the president of the United States talking about Colin Kaepernick. Do you think Colin Kaepernick should get another shot in the NFL? If he deserves it, he should. If he has the playing ability. He, was, he started off great, and then he didn't end up very great in terms of a, as a player. He... He was terrific in his rookie year. I think he was very good in his second year, and then something happened. So uh, his playing wasn't up to snuff. The answer is absolutely I would. As far as kneeling, I would love to see him get another shot, but obviously he has to be able to play well. If he can't play well, I think it would be very unfair. All right, he started to talk about kneeling, and then he didn't finish talking about kneeling. That's what I want to know. Because... If, if the president is going to sign off on this or is close to signing off on this or ease off, you know, maybe putting pressure on an owner or fan base, if Colin Kaepernick is there kneeling on the sidelines, Colin Kaepernick's going to get a chance. Now, I don't know if that means he's going to get signed, but I think he'll get a chance. Now, you are hearing a lot of these coaches and owners who are saying, hey, yeah, Mark Davis of the Raiders. According to uh, Paul Gutierrez of ESPN.com, Davis said he's been completely okay with the idea of the Raiders adding Kaepernick to their roster since he became a free agent after the 2016 season. However, it would fall upon his football leadership to decide it's a move that would make uh, they would want to make. But then you have John Gruden, who has said before, Gruden said two years ago he thought Kaepernick would be signed soon. All right, so you got the owner who's saying it, and then you got Gruden saying it, and then what do they do? They go out and sign Marcus Mariota. I'm a little confused here. Uh, Doug Peterson, the Eagles head coach, they uh, apparently are interested in that possibility of bringing in Colin Kaepernick. Why all of a sudden is everybody interested in Colin Kaepernick and he hadn't played in three years, but now everybody's interested? I mean... The winds have shifted here. When the commissioner said something, now the president of the United States says something, now it feels like it's okay to bring in Colin Kaepernick and maybe he gets an opportunity here. But I was just surprised that all of these, you know, different entities, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're, we've been open to it. So the owner of the Raiders and the head coach of the Raiders are both in agreement on Colin Kaepernick, but they didn't bring him in. You brought in Marcus Mariota, who's never had anywhere near the success of Colin Kaepernick. Not even close. But it's become popular among NFL executives and coaches to suggest Kaepernick should and could return after a three-year absence here. Yeah, Paulie. We were joking over here. The reporter asked President Trump the question, and he did. You know, he talked about a little football and everything. What if, what if President Trump had gone for like twelve minutes? You know, you know, I really could see him in Seattle. They secure the quarterback position, and uh, you know, Russell Wilson's never been hurt, but a great stopgap thing if he does. You know, Indianapolis, they got Philip Rivers. He's old, and uh, you know, they could use a mobility guy behind Quentin Nelson. But he did like twenty minutes of real football breakdown, and everyone else was like. 
Uh, can we get back to China? I don't know if we can fit that system. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. President, can we talk about China? Uh, Mr. President, uh, what do you think of Mike Glennon? You know, Jacksonville's a place that, you know, they're very uh, secure down there. At the... What do you think of Gardner Minshew, Mr. President? 20 minutes on. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. You know, I loved, I loved him coming out of Washington State. Now for the NFC East. <laughs> you know, Bill O'Brien's making some bad decisions down there. He shouldn't be GM and coach. They got to split that up. What about, I mean, he traded DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Like, you know, and what did he get in return? Can we he got talk a, about the stock market, Mr. President? A running back that's not that good. Oh, and the Bengals. You know, Joe Burrow, I love Joe Burrow. But, you know, you got to have weapons around Can't forget him. about New England, though. Got, I mean, they've got some. Yeah. Guys, I got 15 minutes on Cam Newton in the Oval <laughs> Office. Let's all move to over here. Hey, tomorrow I'm talking Jared Stidham. That's it. <laughs> Stidham. Talking about that. Well. And uh, who's that little uh, wide receiver? They should trade him to Tom Brady. Ross, always injured. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not sold on Gronk. I don't know. I mean, that's just me. I don't know. (laughs) It'd be great if he just, all he did is talk football. Nothing else. Just football. That'd be great. But maybe Kaepernick gets a shot here. Maybe. Yes, McLovin. Can I throw out a football reason the league has changed in terms of running quarterbacks? We just had the greatest running season of all time, and the team couldn't be beat in Baltimore. Yeah. So I feel like it's a more running, and Josh Allen, and like every young quarterback is just like they've, they've taken off because of the contract structure. Okay, they, but why wasn't he signed last year? Well, I think it's really become a reality now. That How about two months ago? Well, the coronavirus? I don't know. Well, he doesn't have it. No, it just said they can't get guys in the building. Well, That's, I know, but they're, everybody's talking about Kaepernick now. Nobody's, nobody's worked him out. Nobody's talked to him. But everybody's like, yeah, we'd be open to it. Sure. Oh, I, so you're saying it's because of the protests and stuff. Yes. Yeah, Oh, definitely. And if I'm Kaepernick, I have to, and obviously he's going to be aware of that. Like, why are you bringing me in? Do I have a chance to play? And I still go back to either the Texans or the Chiefs are going to bring in Colin Kaepernick. I don't have any information from anybody. That's just a gut feeling that I have. Those would be the two teams that I'd keep an eye on. And maybe the Chargers do, but I, you know, you got Tyrod Taylor there and maybe Kaepernick's an upgrade over Tyrod Taylor. I mean, normally he would be, he's a better quarterback or more talented, but Tyrod Taylor has been playing and Kaepernick has not. And then you got Justin Herbert. How long does Justin Herbert sit before he's going to get a chance to play? Because if Kaepernick's really good and he's what, 32, he might be your quarterback for two or three years as a possibility there. And you use the number six pick overall in Justin Herbert. You don't draft quarterbacks in the top 10 to have them sit for a couple of years. Yeah, Todd. Is it worse to bring Kaepernick in and not sign him or not touch him at all? Getting people's hopes up. It's like you brought him in and you teased him and, you, and then you decided to uh, discard him. You should have not brought him in altogether if you weren't serious about adding him. To well, him. you don't know that. I mean, nobody knows if he can play. So you have to bring him in and you might bring him in and say, you know what? He doesn't fit. That was the big thing. That was the, you know, that was sort of the code. You know, he doesn't fit our system. Well, given what the systems are now in the NFL, he fits some systems here. And he's better than, you know, a majority of these backup quarterbacks, or at least the potential to be better than them. But if you're bringing him in, I think you have to bring him in and have a football mindset of, can he play? Not, hey, we just want to give you a chance here. Uh, David in Texas, then we'll take a break. Hey, David. 
Hey, Dan, uh, six foot, 220. Hey, I, it's like uh, in our society, everybody's asking for change. Everyone's protesting for change. So now change is beginning to happen, and it's like we're questioning the motives of it. It's like we're not going to be happy unless an owner or some leader in society says, yeah, I was wrong, uh, the, the, the winds have shifted now now i'm going in this direction if we don't hear that we're not uh, as willing to accept this change that's trying to happen are you for kaepernick getting a, a chance here yeah but kind of like what trump said part of what trump said if he can go out and prove that he's good enough to compete then he and everybody else that's in that situation should have a chance Oh, I'm, but he should have had this chance for the last couple of years. And thanks for the phone call, David. It's just that the president, now remember, he called Kaepernick an SOB when he was kneeling. That scared these owners because you had Mike Pence, the vice president, showing up at a Colts game just to leave before the game started when Kaepernick was taking a knee. Players taking knees. So, this, to me, you talk about winds of change. That's when the president said this about Kaepernick as a football player. I think cha- I think some uh, opinions changed considerably. It felt like it might be okay to bring him in now to see if he can play. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the uh, chief medical officer of the NFL about some of the concerns coming up. And uh, Dr. Fauci the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases a little bit later on. Pat Forty has some good stuff on the situation at Oklahoma State with Mike Gundy. Have that for you coming up. Your phone calls are welcome. We'll settle on a poll question. we got a play of the day, stat of the day. It's approaching 14 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you it's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We'll get to phone calls, come up with a poll question. We'll talk to uh, Pat Forty coming up top of the hour with more on what's going on at Oklahoma State. Also, some information on the Pac-12 and the Big Ten this football season that I found out yesterday you'll be interested in hearing about. He's Dr. Alan Sills, the NFL's chief medical officer and neurosurgeon, and he uh, joins us on the program. Doc, thanks for joining us. I was told you have surgery in about 10 minutes can they start without you, or do you need to be in there? I, I'm going to need to be in there, Dan, so we're going to have to make a hard stop on this. Okay. But, uh, thanks for having me on. All right. Explain what your job is with the NFL. So, Dan, I help oversee all the health and safety efforts, which means working with all the club medical staffs, uh, all of our medical committees, certainly our partners at the NFL Players Association and their medical staffs, um, as well as all of our research partners and engineers, epidemiologists, and people that help us basically touching and, and, and uh, helping to execute all the things that affect health and safety of players throughout the league. When you start to look at the NFL's plan coming up this fall, and I know it feels like each week a lot happens. You know, if we look back where we were three months ago, who knew we would be where we are right now and where we're going to be in two or three months? So is it your job to sort of look down the road or do you have to stay in the moment of trying to adapt to whatever we're seeing on a daily basis with this virus? Well, I think there's some of both, Dan, and you made a great point, which I've been telling people. I, I say it feels like about five years since we all started quarantining and sheltering in place. It's actually been probably about 100 days. And that's the same time interval we have from now to the start of our season. So you think about how much we've learned, how much more awareness we have, the, the new technologies that are emerging. We expect all that's going to continue and to put us in a different place. So I think what we have to do is make the best decisions we can at each stage with the knowledge in hand, but also try to prepare and, and remain what the phrase I've been saying to everybody, flexible and adaptable. Because in this situation, we're, we're going to be adapting football to the coronavirus, not the virus to football. And so it, it's, it's crucially important that we have that mindset of flexibility and adaptability and using that new knowledge along the way. What's your biggest concern this football season? I think like everyone, we're dealing with a novel virus that no one can really predict. 
and so I think that it's impossible to know which direction it's going to take us. And, and, and I think that's true, not just for the NFL, but for the country and for the world. So I, I think that's why we stay in very regular contact with public health authorities, with the CDC, with the White House task force, with, with public health authorities in each state and each of our club markets. And we just have to work in a very collective fashion um, as we do what's best for not only just the NFL, but for the public at large. Are you 100% confident we're playing football this fall? You know, I don't think any of us can be 100% confident of, of anything uh, with regard to this virus. I would say that I'm very optimistic that where we're tracking, uh, we're moving in that direction. But I think throughout this, Dan, we've said, look, we have to be cognizant of what's happening from a public health standpoint. The NFL is not just going to put our head down and say we're charging forward no matter what. I think you saw that with our draft. Uh, right. You know, there are a lot of people that said, well, we couldn't or shouldn't do the draft. But we said, look, we, we've got this set of things we'd like to do. How can we do that and do it in concert with what the current public health recommendations are? And I think we wound up with a with a really unique and, and special event that also raised a whole lot of money for very needed relief efforts. So that's the same approach we've got. To, we've got to take here. We've got to take really careful look and, and work very collaboratively again with our players association, their advisors, with public health authorities and make the best and safest decision for all of our stakeholders, our players, coaches, fans, everybody that's in the NFL family. What do you think of the NBA plan? You know, I've been in very regular contact with the chief medical officer of the NBA and all the professional sports leagues. We, we share with each other regularly our learnings. Uh, we're all confronting the exact same issues. And I think that notionally, we, we all have the same basic approach to that. There are obviously some, some subtle nuances and differences from one league to another just based on operational issues. But I think that, uh, again, the NBA's tried to do just what we've done, which is be very thoughtful, to, to really be cautious, to, to work in a stepwise fashion to keep everybody as safe as possible. And, and again, we're all learning from each other in this. We talk not only to each other in North America, but we talk to sports leagues around the world, uh, the Bundesliga, the Australian Football League. We're all trying to share and collaborate and, and learn from each other through this event. And we keep talking about, well, not me, but, you know, the experts keep talking about this second wave. And I said, you know, let me know when the first wave ends, because <laughs> like we don't we don't know this, Doc, with when does the first wave end and then that second wave if it is coming back. So how do you prepare for that? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. You know, there's a saying in the medical community that all models are wrong, but some are actually useful. And, and I think that's true here, you know, that, that it's really hard to predict what's going to happen. Again, I think we just have to be flexible and adaptable. We have to make the best decisions we can with the knowledge at hand. Um, and, and, and as you said, that, that, that's very hard to predict. And it also varies from region to region. You know, what's happening in one part of the country may be very different from the other part of the country. So I think, as I said, we, we want to make sure we're, we're hand in glove with our players association and with public health authorities to make the best decisions, whatever the situation on the ground may be at that time. You had Ezekiel Elliott, some other Cowboys, some of the Texans who tested positive. If this was the week of a game, uh, what would be protocol and with Zeke Elliott and some of these other players of, you know, what, what uh, safeguards would be in place here and how long would they be out? So I think obviously I can't comment specifically on any case, but, but in general, what our protocols are moving towards is we want to identify anyone who's newly infected at the earliest possible moment and get them isolated from the rest of the team environment. And again, Dan, this isn't just about players. This is coaches athletic trainers, strength and conditioning staff, anybody in what we're calling that team ecosystem. We want to identify them at the earliest phase of infection, remove them from the rest of the environment, get them the appropriate treatment, and then watch and monitor that recovery. So our protocol will detail exactly what we do at each step of that. It's also really important that we clear them 
appropriately to make sure they're not infected when they come back and to screen for things like some of the cardiac complications that can happen after COVID infection. So we'll have all that detailed out. Again, we're working hand in glove with the Players Association on what that protocol looks like. What would be the minimum that somebody would have to sit out if they tested positive? Well, again, I think that's that's based upon public health guidelines, and, and there's certain guidelines depending on whether you have symptoms, when the last time your symptoms were, what your test status is. It's, it's hard to give you an exact number, but I mean, I think you're looking at someone missing at least a couple of weeks' time okay. um, after a positive test. It's not going to be you test positive one day and you're back two or three days later. There, there's going to be a time interval in there. Uh, again, our knowledge on that may continue to evolve a little bit. Um, but but I'd say at a minimum, it's going to be a couple weeks time. What will face mask look like this this uh, season? Will there be any alterations to them? Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. Uh, you probably heard that we've been working with a, with a group of engineers to look at some alternative designs of the face mask with sort of an extended shield that covers parts of the face mask. Um, I have to say, when I first heard about the idea, I thought it was probably the dumbest thing I'd heard. I didn't really think it would work. But as I've looked at the designs and the creativity, I'm actually incredibly impressed with that work. And so, again, we're working together with engineers from the Players Association and, and actually trying some of those models on different players and getting feedback. And, and uh, we'll see where that takes us. But I'm, I'm optimistic that we may be able to find uh, something that's very useful there. Again, trying to help prevent respiratory droplets from being spread around while on the field. I know we look at these athletes and they're young, they're healthy, but is a 300-pound lineman healthy? Are they more at risk than somebody who's a, a running back who is, you know, weighs 225? Yeah, I think that's something we're still trying to learn. There's still so much about this virus that we don't know. We do know, obviously, again, age and certain other factors, medical comorbidities that seem to confer more risk. But how that translates into an elite athlete population, we just don't know. I think the take home message is we got to do all we can to keep everybody safe, whether it's a 300 pound lineman or a 200 pound kicker quarterback. Um, we want to try to mitigate risk for everyone in there, keep them as safe as possible. And as I said, if they do become newly infected, get them isolated and treated appropriately so that we don't spread around to the rest of the team. All right, go wash your hands. Good luck in surgery. <laughs> Thanks. We always do that part, and I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Doc. That's uh, Dr. Alan Sills, the NFL chief medical officer, and, oh, by the way, a neurosurgeon, kind of a show-off there. I was going to show him my, my knee surgery and my shoulder surgery and get some tips, but, uh, you know, he does, he does big, big boy stuff, the neurosurgeon stuff there. Uh, you imagine, though, I wonder if you're a neurosurgeon, do you look at those other doctors and you go, wait, you're a podiatrist? You know, you're at a bar or no, a convention, medical convention. And like, do the neurosurgeons hang together and then they whisper about some of the other guys? Oh, he, oh he's an orthopedic. Oh, okay. Yeah. How's it working on toes? Yeah. Yes. Yes, Todd. Yeah. Life-saving hammer toe procedure. Or what are we going to do about these bunions and corns? We're losing them, doc. We're losing. He's, he's operating on the brain. Yes, McLovin. I've always wondered how that, I know there's a system, like why does someone become a urologist and not a cardiovascular? Like how do you pick the, the lesser body parts to work on? I don't know. Are you not as good a student? Now you may say, well, this is what I always wanted to go into or my dad was in this field, but I don't know if there's certain levels of I'm a really good student. Does that mean you get to be a neurosurgeon surgeon, as opposed to, hey, I'm a good student well, you get to be a urologist. I don't know how that works in the medical community. Yeah, Paul. What specialty is the one seed? Brain surgeon or heart surgeon? That seems really close. I mean, like if they walk into a room, mm. who are people saying, well, that's the, that's the big guy. That's the, the most important. Or is there one other than that? Well, 
I think until we have something truly amazing with the brain, then it would be the heart surgeon because we we transplant. Talk, yeah, we talk about the heart transplant. I, I think with concussions and if there's a way for somebody to solve that, uh, prevent that, you know, treat that, then that might be a, a difference maker. But wasn't it Dr. Christian Barnard? Didn't he do the first heart transplant back in the 60s? Yes, McLovin. I have a list of the Google highest it, Todd, paying specialties. Todd, Todd Google that. Google. Yeah. So this is like the franchise tag value of okay. the different surgeons. Okay. Right. Do you want me to go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? Franchise. Do 10 to 1. <laughs> 10, radiology. That's important. Uh, 9, gastroenterology. is uh, Mostly Fritzy pays for Upper that. Upper GI. Uh, 8, plastic surgery. Ooh. That's really interesting. Because, all right, seven, cardiology. So it's lower down. Cardiology is not one of the higher payer ones. Because okay. there's so many of them, I think. Plastic surgery, though, is they make a lot of money, but they're like the social media influencer of the mm. medical world. Absolutely. <laughs> like a PR they're like, person. They're like, they're like, we don't care. We're banking cash. Yeah. All right, dermatologists. Yeah, go, so. go ahead. Talk behind my back. Yeah. Talk in front of me. <laughs> I got to work on the Kardashians here. I'm, I'm making like, coin today. Getting my Lambo. See you yeah. later. <laughs> what, what else? So, yeah, then dermatologists, probably they're mixing with some plastic surgeons. Five is a vascular surgery. Ooh. E. Four is radiation oncology. Uh, very serious. Mm-hmm. Three, orthopedic surgery, which you've get fed a oh, lot of money I, to over the years. I, 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 yeah, I think my knee costs $50,000 or Some something. Some guy's got a boat. Some doctor's got a boat with your name on the back. Yeah. Two, I'm embarrassed to admit, I don't know what the heck this is. Thoracic surgery. Thoracic surgery. Okay. You go to Thoracic Park to get that. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, I was waiting for Thank someone you, to do that. And no, number one. Dr. Alan Seals, neurosurgeon, number one. Okay. Todd, number one seed. You what? were right about Christian Barnard. December 3rd, 1967, 53-year-old Louis Washkansky received the first human heart transplant All right. in Cape Town, South Africa. Okay. Yeah, Paul. I got a medical journal that says it's the competitiveness of the programs to get into. So um, neurosurgery, orthopedics, heart surgeons are the hardest to get into. And some people don't want to go that tough of a route. So they go family medicine, uh, pediatrics. And, uh, you know, like a foot surgeon, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. I'm seeing that thoracic surgery is like surgery of the chest and heart. Yeah, that's heart surgeon. I just looked that up, too. So that's why your heart surgeon is very high. You were right. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Tom. But can you aspire to be a proctologist? Like, you know, taking a polyp out of a colon and putting something into the lab. Is that... I just can't imagine while you're in medical school, like that would be anywhere near the top of what you would desire to study. You should be thankful. I'm that very proctologist. That would I would be in a very bad shape if they didn't have these uh, gastrointestinal colon proctology people. I have. Uh, I know a. I don't know if he's called a proctologist, but you know he'll do colonoscopies. He has the largest collection of those smiley faces I think in the world. So, you know, those smiley faces, the yellow smiley face, he has all kinds of, you know, towels, curtains, dolls, and he has the best sense of humor you'll ever be around. And he makes the jokes before you make the jokes. You go into his office, he's got all of these smiley faces all over the wall, down the hall, cartoon, everything. Yes, Tom. I don't care if he's got a million, then trust me, a million <laughs> smiley faces. When that glove comes on and he's ready to go take a look back there to see what's going when on. When they snap, they don't have to, why do they have to snap the glove? It's terrible. That's means go time in the. Uh, I know, but I don't need that. Like, that's what you're. I, I know, I'm always waiting for. All right, bend over. And then, then you hear the snap. And then I go. 
Think positive thoughts. Yes, Paul. Uh, I have a buddy who's an orthodontist. You know, he works on teeth and does surgery around the mouth. And I made a mistake of in front of his wife calling him a dentist. She goes, oh. he, he's an orthodontist. Yes. I was corrected. I was scolded. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. That, you don't want to get those two groups together. Yeah. It's like if somebody says, uh, oh, you're a broadcaster. No, no, I'm a sportscaster. Or, oh, you're uh, just a guy on radio. No, I'm a journalist. Yes, Eden. You're, uh, somebody said, uh, Paul, how's it being a production assistant on the Dan Patrick Show? I'm the executive producer. <laughs> you don't wear a tie. No, you're no. not an executive. Todd, Todd. I was waiting for that. Here uh, we go. Uh, hey, you're uh, just a guy who calls people and gets them on uh, exactly. the show. Like, you're a booker. I'm the booker no, boy. No, I'm not. I'm actually much more than that. Booker boy, Rolodex. Hey, joke boy. Hey, booker boy. Yeah, McLevin. Booker slash joke boy. I just remember the first week I showed up, there was a controversy about Todd having to get Starbucks. <laughs> that was remember early on. Yeah, that was the greatest thing ever. Well, I I had the audacity to ask him to take out the garbage because we were getting ready to do the show. He had already booked the guest, and he wasn't going to be doing anything else. And I said, "Hey," and we were in my attic, and we were, we had two rooms, and I just said, "Hey, could you take that down and throw it out?" And you. You did not take that. I, I think it was less the garbage, more the, the the coffee run in the middle of the show. I I got upset. Yeah, but you weren't on the show. You'd already booked the show. You weren't doing anything that the rest of the day. That's that's see that that was the 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 problem that I had that that was the perception. Like you know, just get a couple of guests and then you're pretty much useless to the rest of us till the next day's guests. So I took offense to <laughs> but that. But that's correct. Okay, there you go. All right, well, <laughs> you know, now that it's finally out and verbalized, I guess I just have to accept how you feel are, about are my you, con- contribution to the Daily Show. Are you? Just just getting that? I'm just getting that. If I mean, how many years. years ago did I ask you to go get coffee? Yeah, that just sounds like, wow, I just left ESPN after 14 years and in the middle of this national show because I lined up uh, someone from the New Orleans Times Picayune and the second baseman of the Cubs. I'm going on a coffee run right in the middle of the show. Where, like, I did, it's not needed for me to be paying attention to the show and be You know in the what's room great, though? You're over it. I'm not the one that brought it up just now. Come on. Yes. See, at the time, it was just like you, uh, Paul, me, uh, Andrew. I'm not sure if you were in New York at the time or coming up yet. And then Todd. That's Those are like the only people that worked on the show. So you, you could say it would be nice to be a team player yeah. and go get the coffee. I guess I could have phrased it that way. But everybody did a lot of different things back then. Remember, we had to build the, well, Paulie and you guys, not, not you, but Paulie, you're building the chairs. And I had no idea what I was doing. But we needed seats for the radio studio. Yeah, so we had these seats that had to be assembled, <laughs> and Paulie had to put <laughs> them together. Four days. Yeah. Three chairs. We had to do all kinds of things, Todd. I guess I'm, I'm all about me. If you ask anybody that's ever worked with me in the last 30 years in the business, they'll Here say he's a we go. selfish guy, not Here a team player, all, just a self-promoter all about himself, won't help anybody out. Correct. That's unfortunate. But it's okay. I mean, I accept you for who you are. And I'm still going to stick to that that was being put in a crummy position in the middle of the show to at least pretend that uh, it's, it would be important for me to pay attention to what's going on during the show. The show is booked. You got uh, Dr. Fauci and you got Pat Forty. Um, would you go get me some water? <laughs> I'd wait for you to be choking where I feel like you really needed the water. If you're just a little parched, <laughs> then I'd get you some water. Oh, dear, Andrew. Well done. You've done it. A- mischaracterized. You- That's on me. <laughs> Yeah. But Seed and Polly weren't even talking. Nobody was on air yet. That was no. Yeah, that was the difference too. 
Yeah, but Paulie has to produce. Like Seton's running the show, running the board, the equipment. Paulie is producing. Todd wasn't doing anything. I could have technically <laughs> just worked from home every day. So that's a long ride from where I live to go get the coffee and the garbage. You still and could just frankly. kind of sit there in the room. You mean the what? If you want five? me to work from home every day? I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain. I didn't think you're coming back. Uh, month, yeah, you three were. Weeks you were I came gone. back like four days after everybody else. You were gone for what six weeks? Okay, that, at when home. I'm not here, I'm either unfortunately hospitalized and going into surgery, oh or I came back with the, from the pandemic like four days after everyone else. Yes, Paul. I had a side bet with Seton. Uh, I might as well be forthcoming about this when uh, Seton. Fritzy and McLovin were coming back from the pandemic home. I think they were home for eight weeks, something around there. And I bet Seton, I go, I'll bet you $1,000 Todd's last to come back. And he goes, I'm not touching that bet. Or I could have caved into the peer pressure. Oh, everyone else no, is coming back I, the day after Memorial Day. I, Dan's going to be mad. Well, no, let's all go in the same I day. I told you, I reached out to you and I said, you come back when you're comfortable. And I had guilt Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of Memorial Day week okay, because everyone else came back. Don't put this on I'm anybody. Just saying, I'm just saying that. The, the, you can put it on Paulie, but not on me. <laughs> all of a sudden, everybody came running back the same day. <laughs> I, I, I said to all of you guys, and I even said to Paulie, you want to go, you want to be at home? You can stay at home. I, you, everybody had to be comfortable. And I was not going to, you know, guilt anybody into coming back at all. I just figured you guys were going to be at home and then you're <laughs> going to go, oh, my God, I got to get back to work. Yeah, see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> An occasional <laughs> passive aggressive. So you guys coming back anytime soon? I did not say that. July, August, I, next year. I I, just so I can get an idea Todd, as to when you're coming back. Todd. September 12th, what are we looking at? Only when we said, oh, what do we have for Meat Friday? Mm. That was it. That was the only time if you want to say, oh, you're guilting us into if coming back. If I came back. back the day after Memorial Day, that would be blatantly like some kind of fear that I got to, you know, see, be but I think you like purposely, I think you purposely waited three days so it wouldn't like, look like you're reacting to Todd and McLovin coming back. Or Fritzy, I'm sorry, uh, Seton and McLovin. Well, I would, I would get, I'd get crap regardless. If I came right. back to, oh, everyone else is coming back, so you're back. And if you don't come back, it's like, <laughs> no, everyone else came back. Why, do you, why are you still home? They're not worried about oh the virus, but you have to yes. stay home. Are you going to help? Are you going to help this or hurt this, McLovin? I'm going to help it. I okay. actually talked to you, and I was like, I said to my wife, I'm like, well, Dan is being so nice. I don't know if he wants me back. I was actually worried that you didn't want me back enough. It wasn't the exact opposite. I didn't feel pressure to come back. I'm like, wait, does he want me back? What's oh going on here? Yeah, you were totally open-minded, too. <laughs> you were like, please do whatever he feels like. Oh, you were I, not pressuring oh, anyone. I, I know. I, I was just thankful I got out of the house to come here to the man cave. And there were only a couple of people here, and we did practice you know, social distancing, but... I just figured you guys would come back when you're comfortable coming back. And the day after Memorial Day was that magic safe day to do it. Will you shut up? See, here, here's the thing that Todd's not getting, okay? Is oh, that just as, one thing? as a grown adult, I made my own decision on when to come back. And am very comfortable with that. As like a grown I'm not man. Accusing anybody of I don't know what the order of events were. I mean, we, we didn't discuss and then, the group and then when that's okay. I haven't had some type of weird meltdown that somehow Andrew just spurred on for the record. I know. Uh, about, well, because I, all of a sudden I got to do this and then I can't do that. I'm like, dude, just like, be like, yeah, this is when I was comfortable coming back and that's it. Fine. That's all. <laughs> You're in your own head. You're the one that feels guilty about something. I, I didn't. Yeah. I want you to come back. No, you didn't put any pressure on me. I'm just saying that but, I didn't come listen, back the same exact I know, day. but listen to you talking about this. You're blaming somebody else. I think it, it's a buildup of I'm often whatever choice I make in general on a daily basis, it's the wrong one or I get crap. You guys are on standby That's to take true. the other side. That it's a is very true. Ne- negative, snarky, confrontational, whatever you say. It, it, I'm, I'm in the court of law and all of a sudden I'm under oath and I'm being, we have that? You think that? What about this though? What are you talking about? 
So I think we could all agree that almost any time I I say something, it's I get crap for it. I and disagree. then if I don't say anything, it's like you're really quiet. Why are you so quiet Actually, today? Todd, you're wrong about that. Why are you so quiet today? Oh, because every time I open my mouth, I get like criticized for it. That's, that's why. But I'm trying what? to get you. You to... should talk so we can criticize what you're going to say. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I'm trying to get you to contribute okay, I'll play to the along. show. I'm, Todd. I'm very good at playing along. Uh, but I am aware of the, uh, the uh, contradictory do you nature. Wanna, do you want to be at home? I didn't say gas. that at all. No, you said it. Would, I'd say it would be nice if not every single time I say something or send a text or an email, there's not an immediate confrontational wise remark back how, how to about start you a fight just, that's not there. How about you okay. stay at home and your microphone's not on? We all know what I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll play along. That's fine. I've got like documented emails and texts of responses that are like, where, where did that come from? All I'm saying is, how about so and so for Thursday? And then it becomes a what? He's got like, he's got nothing to say. He already said that to 17 other shows. What's the, like, it's, I'm, I'm going to just stay quiet. You didn't, and you can't, and you haven't, and you won't. Okay, if we all took truth there, but we, we all but you know, know what though, how that like, see, for the right, this if Todd just thought about what he just said, be like, he pitched this guest, and you were like, why? Hey, that person's already said that seventeen other places. Todd would be like, oh yeah, maybe that wasn't a good idea for a guest. But sixteen other places after the first one decided <laughs> that that uh, they'd be good to hear from him too. Maybe we can ask a different line of questioning and get even better responses. Yes, than Paul Frank and the Hedgehog. <laughs> Todd's, <laughs> Todd's speaking about me the past. Two that minutes. is true. And I don't mind saying that. I'm completely comfortable with that. <laughs> My job here is to produce a show, not worry about feelings, and I don't worry about yours, mine, or anyone else's. As long as, long as everyone's spoken to in the same fashion, sorry, which Todd, I, I totally I'll disagree wait. with. <laughs> so we're, okay. how, how, how I'm communicated with is very different. Todd, than because how sometimes I have to tell you things 50 times in a row, and I could show you those, and that's why I say it again, maybe a little more tersely. Okay. Well, I think that's fair to say. Okay, but I, I've, I've received some communications that there was no chance would be ever sent to the other two dinners. And if and, and, and there would be a complete so lie what, to say otherwise. What would be the mitigating factor there? I don't know. I don't, I don't, know, what, <laughs> I don't know why that is, but that, that, that's just something I experience daily that I don't think the other guys experience. That's true. Since we're opening the curtain and we're throwing it out there. But your job is pitching guests. My job is pitching guests, but not to, you know, constantly have to, like, defend every thought and idea that I have to, to the point where it's like, like, a, like it's just unnecessarily confrontational. That's just the best phrase I can use. La La Land. <laughs> I think we need to take a break here. Did anybody feel better after that? No? Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. I just thought while all of chat row is like, dude, Paul and Cian are such jerks. Listen to what they have. Hold on. This is, I did not do this. Yeah. If I just threw out the garbage and get coffee, that's, it'd be a lot easier. That was than, all I was saying. We, that, but we I should just do in. that for a living. You know, you do just do that for a living. It's usually not a very tense environment. If you're, you're just by yourself getting coffee and throwing out the Oh, garbage. no, those people get yelled at all the time when they screw something up. Well, if they screw something up. Yeah. But if you're punctual, if you get the coffee you're on gonna time. You're going to take a break here. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. All right. I was wondering about the doctor, the NFL's chief medical uh, officer, Dr. Alan Sills, out of nowhere being available. And he was making the rounds this morning. I think he was on with uh, Golik and Wingo, some other shows. It feels like there was a message being sent by the NFL that, hey, Ezekiel Elliott tested positive, a couple other football players, but we're still on course here. And that was the feeling I had, that you're going to have the doc come out and do these interviews on a day when he's doing surgeries and just tell us that all is calm. We're on course. We're consulting with other doctors in other leagues, other sports, and everything is good. I think that's what was happening there. Now, I did want to talk to him because I am curious. I, I told you about the face mask because I talked to somebody else in the medical community who works with the NFL, and that was, what, three weeks ago, and he said, we're developing a longer face mask here. And the doc talked about that. If Zeke Elliott tested positive and this was a football week, he'd be out for at least two weeks. 
And then you're going to try to round up everybody he came in contact with. So we're still working through this. And uh, we got Dr. Fauci on coming up a little bit later on. Uh, so just trying to get some answers. And if you do have questions about this that, uh, you know, I can ask the doc, you know, as a fan, I'd be uh, you know curious about if you do have uh, any of those thoughts going into this. I don't know if we're going to have I think Dr. Fauci is I don't know if he's pessimistic, but I don't know if he's optimistic we're going to have football, but he doesn't work for a league. He's not a spokesperson for the NFL or college football. But I saw something where he was on CNN where I I, I want to make sure I'm I'm paraphrasing here, Andy, but yep. that he's not optimistic about football in the fall. I just saw the quote. Uh, he said it'd be very hard to see how football is able to be played this fall. There's yep. a second wave. But not working for a league, so he doesn't have to be beholden to anybody there. We're going to talk to Pat Forty, covers college sports. Mike Gundy on thin ice at Oklahoma State. UNLV getting rid of their running rebel. Zion's lawsuit. Is there going to be a college football game that gets canceled here soon? There's a few things coming up here. We'll talk to 40 top of the hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice, is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more mbusa.com slash eq all right everybody game off let's pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.